Hi everybody, welcome to Star Techies, my way to the world of technology. Now firstly, what is Star Techies all about? Well, these talks are designed to provide an insight into the multitude of career paths available in the field of technology, from DJs, animators, UX designers, even archaeologists. So I'm Kristen, and I'm the Communications Manager at Anishio. And today we have another amazing guest. We have Cash Fajita joining us. He's an animator that's worked all around the world, including a stint in the United States. So he's going to tell us all about what is animation? What does an animator do? So hi, Cash. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, uh, and thanks for having me. Now, you've got quite an interesting background. You grew up in Germany and India. Do you yeah. think that sort of influenced and shaped you as a person, especially in terms of your creativity? Uh, yeah, I definitely would say it shaped me in a way because um, like uh, in the first two grades, I was in Germany um, and later we, we moved to India um, around the time of early 90s. So it's like 92, I guess, maybe like I had just finished the second grade and then we moved to India. I moved back to Germany when I was 14. Mm -hmm. um, so a part of the early teenage years were still in India and then the rest was in Germany. Um, and that's where a lot of the different kind of styles uh, of um, art came in. Because it's like in Germany, the art classes are, are um, much better. It's like you get an ed educational background on art history, you try different techniques. It's like that was one part of the school during high school that I actually, uh, I really enjoyed. Okay, and what other subjects were you doing? So I was one of the luckier ones who had um, media and design technology um, during high school. It's like it was um, at an experimental stage when I was studying. Um, I think we were the second year that had media and design um, as a subject. Um, and then I had um, English as my second um, major subject. Um, and then it's like, what we got to do in media and design was, um, we were introduced to a lot of different technical drawing styles because you need to have an idea of how perspectives work, um, and then how, um, how you draw an object from all different angles, and then also um, adding measurements. And later, um, there was an introduction to product design as well, so that it's like um, you actually got to work with your hands too, um, trying out making shapes with steel, wood, and plastics. And that's when I realized that I'm definitely not so great with my hands because it's like <laughs> some of the things come out a little bit wobbly and wonky. Yeah. Okay. So you realized that sort of just normal drawing was the way for you to go. Yeah. It's like that was something because I've been doing that um, as a child as well. And, and it's like it was something that I could work with. But at that time, I just didn't know that it could be something that pans out into a career. So how did you discover then that it could pan out into a career? Were you looking at university courses? Is that how you sort of discovered, hey, maybe this actually could be the way forward for me? Uh, in a way, yes. Like back then it was like, 
um, the internet was still at an early stage. It's like you'd have to pay by the minute for your um, internet research. So it's like my parents would be, um, yeah, kind of complaining if you were online for too long. So we actually had to go to different places and then find out what they offer and then like what courses they have. Um, sometimes send it, like call them up. Uh, so I basically, it's like, I talk to my teachers first um, because they usually had an idea of being from, from that industry uh, where you could find places and things like that. So I would ask my teachers and then see if there's something that's interesting and then yeah and talk to my parents as well and then you know say that uh maybe this is something that we should look into and then i'd start collecting like i'd had a folder with different things of uh things that are interesting that could be something okay yeah so it's good that you had the teachers to, to ask as well, because if not, you're like, oh, I've got five minutes on the internet now to find my future career path. <laughs> so yeah. The clock is ticking, money, money is ticking over. Yeah. So did the teachers sort of guide you in this direction? Uh, you or? Yeah, it's like that to uh, topic is something that comes up in school here every now and then, because it's like uh, right up until, um, like in the German system, what happens is when you're at 10th, in the 10th grade, it's like you can decide if you want to continue your studies or if you want to get a, uh, like a traineeship as a on-the-job training. Um, so then they already kind of give you that incentive to look into jobs um, because if you wanted to work, then you have to kind of already start applying with your 10th grade uh, report card. Um, so you kind of get a little bit of that from the school and then um, another part is that the teachers also tell you to ask your parents you know ask your friends um, then you get these questionnaires um, with um, like what your interests are that's also very helpful if, if there's any resource where you can uh, kind of look up uh, what things are where your strengths and weaknesses are Okay, so did you use that then to work out what your strengths and weaknesses were or? Yeah, I did because it's like at that time, uh, biology and chemistry came up as well. <laughs> yeah, so it was like either it would have been something with sciences or um, probably something with art. That's, that's the what? first time I actually yeah. found that direction where I'm, I'm it's like um, art is something that I can actually make into a job. Mm. But there were two quite distinctive career paths, science yeah. or art. Yeah. Uh, what was and the then, next step after high school? So Break that down. School, <laughs> um, I had a social service. So it's like um, back then it was mandatory to uh, do it in Germany. It's like now it's not anymore. Um, but that was like my break where I was just working and had some time uh, to actually think about what I want to do. Um, it's like for, yeah, it's like now the kids, they have to either decide or they take a break and then they try to decide it. Um, so what I did during my civil services, um, I went through the folders and then I tried to look for um, uh, an internship uh, where I could try out if 
design is something that I actually want to get into. And um, because I also had um, the teachers who I could ask for about different universities, um, what happened when talking to universities is uh, they were happy to give me some um, students contacts. So I could actually um, meet up with them or actually just have a chat with them and then find out what it's like to actually study. Okay. Yeah. So that's and, three good pieces of advice already then. Um, yeah. You can take a, take a break and work mm -hmm. out what you want to do. Don't panic if you... Yeah, definitely. It's like, um, because the courses were like and then what they're learning uh, and a lot of it sounded interesting to me. And then um, the internship was another one that was very good because it's like, if you're gonna decide on a career path, then um, you wanna, you know, even if it's just for a week, you wanna give it a try and see if that's something you wanna work with. And what did you do for your internship and how long was it then? So um, the internship that I did was pretty long. It's like, I did one that was for six months. Okay, uh, quite long, yes. Yeah, because it's like, um, Back then, it was a requirement from the university, if you wanted to study arts, that you have to have a, a portfolio with your um, art pieces that you are applying with. So uh, some of the agencies, what they would offer is that they take you on, got to make my first logo for a little shoe store. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and what was that like? What was, when you made your first logo, how did you feel? It was, terrifying but at the same time it's like because there's so many logos out there that you don't you have no idea what you should draw um so my mentor from the internship um, he gave me this advice that I should just start drawing it's like you don't even use the computer um and you're not looking at any references it's like you're looking at ideas and then you just keep trying a few different things um that come to mind and, and then once you have a couple of ideas, then you, you take it to your mentor and then he looks at it and says, okay, this is something that could work. Maybe try something different. Um, it's like a lot of trial and error. Um, and then based on that, you get something that works in the direction that could work for the client. Okay. And how do you feel about that logo today? When you look back on it, is there still that pride or are you like, oh, I've learned so much since then? When I look at it now, it's like I've learned so much since then. Yeah. And it was also like uh, a little bit of, man, I was too scared of, of that project back then. It's like, it's not that hard, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So through experience, you realize that what to do now, what the process is. Yeah, exactly. But then moving to university, now you've done the internship, you've got an incredible portfolio, you're accepted into university. What yeah. happens then? So at university, it's like the first year is a bit chaotic uh, because there it's like, um, you know, every, everything is new and the people that you're meeting um, are new. And then you have all these different classes, you're trying to catch up. It's like school all over again, but at the same time, it's like, a little bit more hectic because it's like some of the things you have to organize yourself. Um, and sometimes it's like, um, yeah, 
it depends on each professor. It's like everybody is a bit different. Um, so that's another one. And it's like, you don't have so many spread out different courses. It's like everything is related to what you want to do later on. So that was something that was refreshing because it's like you're not worried about um, math or biology or, or things that are, are subjects that you're not interested in anymore. Okay, but I'm sure there would be some subjects that you, we found more challenging at university level as well. Are there yeah. things that you found difficult? Oh yeah, that's for sure. Um, in the beginning, it was, I would say, like during the basic courses, it was um, typography because then it's not just about um, the words that you're writing. It's also about the shapes of each individual letter and then how you need to do the spacing. And, and it's like how each shape is a bit different. And you, know, you have to like the history of each of the letters and, and how they came about and how it's different when you're writing and how um, they are when, when you have different styles of letters. Okay. And then the combination of them and, and forming texts that are actually readable. Mm. So there's a lot to think about. I've never really thought about topography before. Yeah, it's like um, when you're reading, when you're just reading, it's like you don't think about those things, but then when you're actually creating something that others are gonna take in their hands and, and start reading, um, that's something that's a completely different challenge. And when you're going through challenges mm -hmm. with your courses in general, did you ever feel like, oh, I'm, am I good enough? Did you ever begin to doubt yourself? Oh yeah, that's, that happens even in the professional life. It's like all the time uh, because there are so many talented people. It's like, um, it's like looking at something, I would say it's like you, almost like a competition of whether it's dancing or sports. It's kind of like that where you look at other people's work, you like it, but then when you look at your own, it's like looking in the mirror kind of a thing. So you're your own worst critic. You're always yeah, critical exactly. of your own work and that's quite normal. Yeah, it is. Because I'm sure there might be some people watching this that are doubting themselves. Yeah. So it's really refreshing to hear that even now and you're doing really well, you still doubt yourself. So you oh, have yeah. to believe in yourself more, right? And what were some of the sub favorite subjects that you studied then at university? Uh, one that I really liked was audiovisual media, uh, because that was something um, where it's like, yeah, that was the first time that I got to uh, take a piece of music and then um, with another student, you kind of had to figure out how you're going to animate something that's moving to that piece of music. And you cover a lot of different areas then in the course as well. If people are thinking about going to university, what would they expect then? When you're in graphic design, it's like, um, or when you're studying graphic design, it's like you study a lot of visual sciences. It's like one of them is like how to draw is one of the basic ones, then typography, um, typesetting. So basically how to make a book from scratch. Um, then how to make posters, um, 
also when you go into a museum, um, how everything is set up and then how you actually make a museum or exhibition design uh, so that people can walk through and then look at individual um, things and actually learn about things. Like example, if you would uh, look at a dinosaur, like when they're walking in, what is the first thing they're seeing? Uh, what, the, what would be things that are interesting about the dinosaur that they wanna uh, learn about? And how would you make that so that it's actually interesting? So you're definitely selling a lot of different things. I didn't realize, as I said before, how varied it was. It's So I guess there's so many different pathways in the, this sort of course yeah. for different people's interests. Everyone could find something that really interested them, perhaps, if they have a sort of an art creativity focus. Yeah, exactly. And in, and it's like in the first three semesters, you get a broader, um, um, a broader set of subjects where you kind of experiment with everything and then later uh, before you go into any subject deeper, it's like you can decide what things you want to focus on because you've kind of tried different things out and then um, it's like you can see what you like and what you don't like, what things that you're good at and what you're not so good at, and then you just take the things that you like and focus on that. And which area did you focus on then? So I focused on audiovisual media because animation was one of the things that I was interested in. And with back then animating with Flash, which is now Adobe Animate, uh, was something that helped me. And then the other one was called New Media, uh, where you would kind of almost, it, it's almost like UX and UI design, where it's like uh, you would make something that doesn't exist yet. It, so it, it could be like a product or like a um, something where you're navigating. Um, so in my case, it's like I made with a friend. I made like a uh, and sort of like an app, uh, which is navigating you uh, as a wristwatch because they didn't exist back then. <laughs> yeah, it's like we were. Acting, it's, it's like new media was where you would think about the future and think about products that you could use in the future. It sounds fascinating. Yeah. So now you've got, okay, you've done an internship, you've mm -hmm. gone and studied, you've got a portfolio as well. Yeah. Now you're out in the, the real world in terms yeah. of finding jobs in the animation industry. Yes. Where do you go? What, what's your first job that you have? um like right after university it's like you apply for work um and you do that with your portfolio because it's like your projects are the things that work um towards studios hiring you so it's like in the first year you you want to uh try to get into a studio or a company that needs a graphic designer uh or a, in an animator or something like that um, and you show them what you can do, uh, and then you get an interview where uh, you have to kind of um, talk with the company, find out if the company is something where you want to work at, and they find out where you want to work at. Uh, and it's like, if it's a right fit, because a lot of times it's like, it's about uh, feeling at home when you're working. And yeah, the good thing is like um, during the first couple of years of work, 
um, even if you're not that experienced, it's okay because you've got different partners to work with in your work. So yeah, it's like you, even when you're working, it's like you, you don't stop learning. It's like you're learning all the time. Okay, so you don't come out, you're ready to do all the jobs perfectly. You're still learning as you go. Yeah, all the time. It's like even now I'm learning things because it's like now I'm a, um, I'm a freelancer and then all of a sudden you're learning things from scratch when it comes to uh, not only making good animations, but also um, how the business side of things work. And what was one of the first jobs that you worked on then when you came out? You did the logo design for the spoil, the shoes yeah. um, when you were doing your portfolio. Do you remember what the first job that you worked on and whether it was also terrifying <laughs> as well? Oh yeah, the first one was, was pretty terrifying because it was in a company that um, they sell, they, they used to make stores for, um, what do you call them spec like spec glasses okay uh so it's like um a comp a, a, yeah pretty much a company that makes stores for glass uh sellers it's like so opticians mm -hmm. that's the word i was looking for yeah so it's like um so what would happen is like this is a business to business kind of a thing um so our company what they used to do is they would need uh, brochures and small things for their clients to look at so that they would know what they could buy in our store. And yeah, if they needed any services, what that would look like. Okay. So that's one of the jobs that you did straight out yeah. of university. What are yeah. some of the other jobs that you've done that you've really enjoyed? Uh, my favorite jobs are actually more are the ones that I've been doing lately. It's like a lot of animation. Um, it's like mm, the studio that I worked in before I went to Hyper Island, uh, which was about four, five years now. Uh, five years ago uh, there, I really enjoyed working there because it's like we had a small team um, and we would have very different clients. Um, it's like one of them was a medical eye specialist. So we would have to make graphic designs to show how the eye works and, and if you're getting glasses, what that looks like. If you're getting um, certain medical um, therapies, what those therapies look like. So it's like you're, you're working with very complex subjects. And then at the same time, you're working with a client like a bakery um, and making posters for them for their uh, breads and, and um, yeah, uh, sweets and things like that. I mean, they're very different areas. How do you draw your inspiration and your creativity for such varied areas? Yeah, yeah, that was, it's like you're working with different clients all the time. So it's like, um, uh, usually it's like a client will come to you with a problem and say, hey, uh, we have this product. Can you make something for this? So that already gives you a little bit of a restriction. Um, and then you kind of have to try to see uh, what uh, could work for them. And you do that by look, looking at that company. You look at different companies in the same area. So it's like, 
if you're working for a bakery, for example, you would look at their own uh, ways of showing what they have and then compare that to other companies. And then you would also say, how can I make this interesting? So, you know, like now you can go on Pinterest and then see um, different um, inspirations, like how, how you could show um, what bread looks like and then um, what things look like in the kitchen. And then you kind of start putting up like a visual board where um, it's like all of the things that you like, you kind of put them together and then you kind of try to piece something together and then um, you also show it to the client every now and then. So it's like, they will tell you uh, if they're happy with something or if they want you to keep working. And then it's a bit of a back and forth where you try and see what works, what doesn't. And then at the end of the day, you try to get it done. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of pin interest, a lot of visual inspiration, um, mood boards and the like. If someone was thinking, how do I start and develop my own style? Mm -hmm. What recommendations, where would you tell them to go to look for inspiration? So own style for their art or? Yeah, for their, for their art to start with. And then maybe other um, sources, if yeah. they're, you know, for mood boards and the like. Um, I would say generally it's like a lot of trying out. It's like, um, yeah, it's because you want to see like um when it comes to the different programs um the first thing that you need to understand is anytime you're doing anything with art uh, a good approach is just to do it with pencil and paper uh, because then you can kind of try to get different ideas out really fast because once you're on the computer it's like it gets into a very technical area and then it's like another one is to ask a lot of questions rather than having answers. It's like uh, when you're trying to solve a problem, it's like, how will I solve that problem? Who is that problem for? So it's like, if uh, again with the bakery, um, like, okay, I have this bakery. What is this bakery selling? Uh, and then uh, what time are they selling it? Um, what would be really crazy to do? What would be absolutely something that you don't want to do? And then with that, all of those things pieced together, that's when you kind of get some ideas where it's like, oh no, this would not work. This is terrible. And this is great. And then you kind of, you know, mix and match that. And then you also look at things that you can find online. And how do you get some of those crazy ideas? How did, how did they come to you? Yeah, it's like that one is like um, when you're working in a studio, it's like you work in a team. So there's also this uh, phase where um, you're sitting together and then you're bouncing ideas between each other. Uh, and then you talk about them. It's like you just say or, um, you know, like there's a whiteboard and then you put ideas on the board there and then everybody spits out ideas. It's like in the beginning, it's like all of the obvious ones come out and then later you kind of get something where even the people in the room um, are either happy about it or not and yeah that's how you kind of uh, see what works and what doesn't okay so just throw your crazy ideas out there and then yeah. from there you might find this hidden gem sometimes you 
are worried about all your ideas and you critique them too much prior. So it's better just to, to write everything down that comes to mind and then go through it and then you might find something, some genius. Yeah, that's that's like the the um, what you were saying right now about the uh, risking like that something might not work. It's like that fear is there in the beginning. And when you're starting out as a graphic designer or even when you're starting out, it's like you're kind of scared of uh, putting those ideas out. But then when you do, that's when the ideas actually start living some very good tips there so yeah. just throw out ideas and practice 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 with your yeah. drawing style until you find that unique style exactly. how would you describe your style then um i think mine is like uh, more towards animation and and comic it's like i've tried to keep my ideas really simple it's like um because a lot of time i'm working under deadlines so um, that's, yeah, it's like when you're trying to work under deadlines, it's like, I try to keep it as simple as possible. So, um, yeah, it's like, I would do stick figure drawings in the beginning. And then later, um, once the idea is there, then I would start worrying about what kind of style to look at. Um, and that's another thing. It's like, when you do a lot of practice, um, you kind of, can also take different styles and then work it into your own. So that's where I see myself. It's like, I don't have a particular style per se. Uh, it's more um, somewhere where it's like, you can use it for different cases, depending on where you need it. Are there any specific artists or, that you, you've looked to that's in, inspired your style? Uh, there's a studio called uh, Buck in New York. They do really great animations. It's like um, they they have like a reel which is really amazing. Um, then there's when it comes to 3D, I look at uh, some of their work as well. It's uh, called Tendril Studios in Canada. And then uh, Claudio Salas is one of them. Uh, he was my mentor at Hyper Island. He does really fantastic work. And B Graninetti is another one. She was the reason how I got into uh, Stockholm. Yeah, uh, because she has this quirky uh, style of, of animation. Uh, like she does her own things and, and she's even done something where she made a network for women in the industry, like a network. You were saying she's the reason that you came to Stockholm. Yeah, exactly. How so? Did she? Did you have a conversation with her? It's just you became interested in her work and you came over as a result? Yeah, so uh, when I was looking into Hyper Island, uh, which is uh, the place where I learned about uh, motion graphics, um, I wasn't sure if it's something that I could do. Um, and I had heard on a podcast where B was interviewed um, about Hyper Island. Like she had also, because she had a similar background uh, as I did with having done graphic design before and then adding on um, animation after. 
uh, I asked her about the school because I wanted to know if it's uh, something that helped her and how she felt about it and, and if it was something that helped her later in getting jobs. Okay. So Hyper Island um, is uh, uh, an institute in Stockholm where you can learn um, different technical uh, courses or you can learn about uh, animation. Um, my course was motion creative uh, and we had a bunch, like a, about 39 different students um, who are all coming with different backgrounds. It's like some of them were in animation. There were some who were interested in 3D uh, work. There were a few who were only interested in video. Uh, and then it's like you kind of have this class where you have different courses and, and programs. And then as a, a group of students, you kind of figure out what your year is going to look like. It's like a, it's, it's a bit chaotic, but it's good at the end because it's like you learn a lot about yourself. And I think a lot of people are thinking, what does animation have to do with technology? Oh, that's a good question. So um, I would say it's like even in technology, or let me think about it a little bit. Okay, so a lot of times when I'm animating, um, it's like I'm doing the work on the computer. So um, the thing is that you kind of have to know what you're doing uh, on the computer. It's like you have this art knowledge and you're trying to make something. Um, and then there's these different programs that you need. Then you need to kind of know how those programs work. Then there's someone who has to actually make those programs. Because it's like, um, when you're working with pencil and paper, it's like you just take a paper and then a pencil and then you, you know, kind of draw something. But then um, when you're working on a computer, it's like someone actually has to make those programs. And then there's companies who work with technology um, who also need their products explained. And that's where animation comes in because it's like you use animation in a way to explain a product. So it's like, let's say somebody makes an app uh, and then they want, uh, but then that app is not made just yet. Um, and they want to kind of sell it to someone so that uh, once it's ready, they can have it. Um, it's like if they would just explain it in the air like this, uh, people would go, okay, so what is it going to be? Um, that's where animation comes in. And then you kind of try to figure out what it looks like. Um, you know, you take like a photo of a hand and then put a mobile on it and then have something running on it. So that people can say, oh, okay, now I understand what you're talking about. Um, all right, now we can talk about what we can do with it. And do you see any changes to the industry with, based on technology, like virtual reality and the like? What do you see coming up in the future that people need to get on top of now? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's like already, it's like um, some of the people that I look at on Instagram 
Um, they work with augmented reality and virtual reality. Uh, so one is um, kind of, you know, how you have these Snapchat filters where flowers and everything come on. Uh, someone has to make those flowers um, and then animate them and then put it on a program where you can then later use it in Snapchat. So that's something that in technology that's happening. And um, yeah, it's like sometimes animators will get asked if they can make something like that. Uh, and then with augmented, no, virtual reality, it's like when you have those Oculus glasses and you're, you're looking at something, um, maybe some of you have seen um, where someone's got these glasses on and then they're trying to make a painting that's completely 3D. Um, that's something that I'm seeing a lot. So if you haven't seen it, um, you wanna Google augmented reality and virtual reality and then see what that's like. Um, so that's something that's happening. Uh, and another one is um, where a lot of videos that are on YouTube are either used for memes that's something that's happening. It, it's like some, someone would say something very stupid and then it becomes a meme within a couple of hours. Use it in a day-to-day -day basis. It's like you don't think about it as being something that's technology, but it's, it's actually a lot of it has to do with technology. Great. Um, yeah. And there were answer a couple more questions and then we we'll go straight to the Q&A session as well with the, the viewers. What do you wish you'd been told when you were a teenager about the future, general life advice that you wish you'd been given? Oh, that, that's a good one. Um, I would say one of the things is um, when you're young, um, don't worry about what other people would think of what you want to do. Um, it's like just take a risk and then try things out um, because it's like when you're young you have the luxury of being with your parents and, and um, uh, yeah trying different things while you're in school um, if you have your free time um, you want to experiment with things like experiment away just do everything it's like don't care about um, being teased or something just because it's something that you like and others don't. Um, yeah, just try a, a lot of different things, um, see what works for you and then, um, yeah, go with that. And the good thing is now uh, because it's like you don't have to have one career your entire life. Uh, you can always change, so, uh, like you can always change your direction. So don't worry too much. Yeah, it's like, because it's like I, when I was a teenager, I used to worry a lot about what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it and, and stress about it a lot. Because it's like, it's my life depends on it. But no, just, you know, try different things, uh, fail um, and experiment a lot, play around. Amazing, some incredible life advice there. Yeah. Um, Michaela, do we have any questions from the audience to ask Cash? Okay. 
here we go. Here's some questions from the audience to start with. If mm -hmm. we didn't really notice typography when we read something, mm -hmm. why do you think it's important for a designer to pay so much attention to it when designing? Mm, because if typography is done well, uh, it's not something that you want to, you're, you're going to think about. Um, you usually start to think about it when it's not done well. It's like, you'll sometimes see it when uh, some letters are closer to each other and it's like, or if you're reading a book and it takes you longer than reading another one, um, it's like, it could be that something has to do with the typography and how it's been designed. Hey, next question then. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Seem to have frozen. <laughs> there we go. Um, why did you decide to work as a freelancer and not work for a company? Oh, that's a good one. Um, so I actually did work for a different companies um, in the last 10 years. Um, so it's like when you're working in a company, you always have a, a, a boss and a direction and you're in a safe environment, it's like, it's a good starting point to learn different things. Um, but once you're experienced, it's like, you might wanna challenge yourself again. And I was at a point where I wanted to challenge myself and, and see what that's like. So last year, when I started to have my own client and then I could kind of push into the direction that I wanted to, um, I just said, all right, uh, I'll take a jump at it and then see if that works, if I, if I like it or not. Uh, and if I don't, then I can still go back to working at a company. Good answer. Um, as a freelancer, how do you decide whether you will work with the customer or not? Um, so it's, one of it is, um, whether you can do the work that they need, that's, that's one of them. Uh, another one is if you have the availability or not. Um, and then, um, yeah. And another one is like, if the price works for you or not. It's like, because sometimes um, you have to walk through with a client um, what their budget is, what the uh, timeline is, and then it's like, oh, maybe the deadline is too tight. So we need more money to do it or uh, we need more time to do it or I don't have time and then I can't take that. So a lot of different considerations that you have to yeah. make then. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do you always know what, did you always know what you wanted to do? Oh, absolutely not. Um, when I was a teenager, it's like, I, yeah, I think I mentioned it earlier where it's like, I didn't know that I could actually make a career out of art. Um, it was more like, I was actually worried that I don't know what I could do that's, that's fun, that's a, a work that I would be good at. It's like, I would actually try out a lot of different things because, um, yeah, that's how I knew. It's like, I, I most of 
of the time I could say what I didn't like, but I couldn't say what I liked. So it's like, yeah, just try out a lot of different things and then you'll find something that you like spending more time with. Very good advice again. Uh, what is your favorite logo brand? Their oh, favorite logo brand. Uh, well, Adidas definitely has one that's that's pretty good um, because it's something that you can always think about with the three stripes. Um, another one I would say is where. Let me think about it um, because there's so many good logos. It's uh, a hard question. It really is a hard question. Yeah. Um, there's one from the film studio Metro Golden Goldwyn Mayer with the lion. That one's another good one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's there's a lot of good ones. It's like uh, it's it's tough to come up with one that's particularly really good. <laughs> Do you ever work with a team as a freelancer? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, so unfortunately, right now, we are in a time where everybody has to work from a computer. Uh, but last year, when I started out, I was hired by uh, Rob Whiteman, uh, like a, a, another um, motion designer uh, who was senior to me, who was more experienced. Um, and we were working together on uh, a project, uh, which was Minstora Dag, um, where he kind of guided me and then I did my thing and then we'd, you know, uh, touch base at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day so that we could see what works and what doesn't. So yes, uh, you do work in a team as a freelancer. Um, some studios actually want you to work in a team because uh, sometimes the projects are so big that you need to make different parts and then that usually works better in a team. Okay. What programs do you use when you create animations? That's a good one. Um, well, I usually, before I go into a program, I've started um, using pencil and paper again um, because it's like once you're in a program, um, you're focused more on how to make the things in the programs. So, but then um, I would say if you're using programs, it's like the Adobe Creative Suite is one of them because that has video editing with Premiere. It has Illustrator uh, where you use for um, 2D illustrations. Uh, it's got Photoshop where you edit photos and manipulate them in any kind of way you need. Um, then it's also got a sound program. Um, I know that a lot of 3D designers use Cinema 4D, uh, but then there's a free version uh, called Blender. And then there's um, programs like Affinity that has come out, which are similar to Photoshop and Illustrator. Um, and another one that I was thinking of um, starts with a C. Like there's a, um, hold on, let me think about that one. Cool. 
yeah, it's not coming to mind right now. I'm drawing a blank, but there's some alternatives to uh, Illustrator that have just come out as well, uh, to After Effects, sorry. There's a lot of programs there for people to look up already. So that's a good list that you've yes. given them. Yeah. All right. How does your desk look like when you work? What is the most used tool? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I said, pencil and paper is one of them. So it's like my desk is my laptop. Then I have some pencil and paper so that I can draw um, before I start animating anything or even illustrating anything. Uh, because then it's like you really have your idea down uh, really quick. And then um, I have a, a, a tablet, which is uh, like a drawing tablet that's connected to my computer so that it feels a bit like drawing when I'm working on the computer. Right. What tip do you have for a person creating their first portfolio? Um, so when you're creating your first portfolio, I would say, yeah, if you can, then get a mentor, uh, because, um, you want someone who's experienced, who can guide you, uh, through the steps so that you're not too worried about what you're making. Um, you have someone to bounce your ideas and they can ask you questions that kind of help you shape your portfolio as well um, because it'll you know it'll take a little bit of that anxiety away of what you should make and um, you can get tips as well so if you can uh, reach out to the people that you admire and um, yeah ask them if you want if they want to help you make your portfolio do you have any tips about how to reach out because i know sometimes that initial step is quite intimidating Oh yeah, um, as a student or um, as someone who's young, um, it's like with Instagram, it's so easy. It's like you just write someone and then you kind of say, hey, I like your work. Um, listen, I have something that I want to ask you and do you have any tips on that? It's like, if you do that, I think a lot of people would be very appreciative. Perfect. Two good tips in one there about first portfolios. <laughs> that was our last question for today. Oh, perfect. Oh. Well, thank you so much, Cash. You've shed a wealth of information. We've seen your incredible work. So thank you so much for joining us again on Star Techies. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> and if people want to follow your work, what is your, um, which site should they go to? Uh, so on Instagram, it's cash underscore design. And then uh, on my, my website, it's cash design written together and then dot me. So thank you so much once again for joining us.